wait, this makes <laughs> Ah, there's so much information available at our fingertips. We're hit with ideas, buzzwords, headlines, theories, countless times a day. This is our attempt to dive a little deeper so complex topics become easy to understand. And our world becomes a little clearer. We'll tell you less. So you understand more. I'm Mallory. And I am Maggie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And today we're talking about FBI tells, or as Mallory would say, (laughs) tales. From the South, they're the same. Tales and tales. (laughs) (laughs) Tales and tells. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. This is fascinating. This is the tells they can tell you're lying. The tells you tell yourself. So I like that was where I started. My favorite movie and what I watch when I get homesick is Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) (laughs) Comforting. Dramatic pause. I have seen that one. Perfect. Oh, good. I saw it for the first time during COVID. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? I actually loved it. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. It was more psychological than I thought. Like, I don't like gory. Yeah. Also, side note, have you seen Megan? No. Phenomenal. Really? Phenomenal. I loved it. It's like funny. It's campy. It's and scary. I was scared. But I scare easily. It reminded me of like a, just a girl version of Chucky. And I was like, man. That's what people. Yeah. No, I haven't seen Chucky, so yeah. I can't speak to that. But Megan was good. Oh, cool. Really All right. anyway, anyway, side. But I liked how psychological it was. Yeah. And so I think always like when I'm drawn to those FBI stories about psychological analysis. And so Criminal Mind came to mind. I was like, okay. <gasps> I love that show. What are some of those tips and tricks? Yeah. One, because it's fascinating. And yep. two, it's helpful in everyday life. Yeah, we're all just trying to understand people. Yeah, and know? communicate and more communicate. effectively. Right? Yes, connect with them. Yeah. So where we're going to go today is kind of learn about the things that they use or indicators, verbal and nonverbal, um, in interviewing techniques so okay. that they, and it's interesting how they positioned it in this one article, is that they they tried to get the upper hand in information, so in information superiority during interviews, and they use understanding these um, verbal and nonverbal cues. Okay. The so, FBI wants the upper hand, obviously, yeah. yes. Okay. Or anybody that's interviewing. And they, right. what I learned about um, the FBI, FBI BAU is part of their job, and this is in Mindhunter, another one of those criminal shows, yeah. is that they go around and teach police departments and other um mm. other uh like types of police forces i don't know. like security force or i don't know about em- security forces but like police yeah other enforcement groups on uh, how to do this these learn this stuff for interrogation ooh. which is cool okay so what they call indicators are verbal and nonverbal signs of thoughts and emotions that an individual is thinking or feeling beyond what's being said so like Obviously, they're saying something, but you have to read beyond that context or the direct words that they're coming out of their mouth. Um, and we all do that at some in some right. capacity naturally. We just kind of, like, when I look at you, I'm reading more than just your lips. Right, right. Um, but this is the part that I think is really interesting, too. The scientific aspect of it is that there are, no, there are validated and non-valid, there are validated and non-validated indicators. So meaning validated have scientific and field evidence that documents association between the behavior and the specific cognitions or emotions. So there's been studies done on this. There's been studies like in the lab scientifically and then field evidence that correlates with it. So it's not just one or the other. And then non-validated either lack scientific evidence, field evidence, or both. 
Cool. Okay. So an example of that, this is, this was kind of cool, is that when, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but it's like, you can tell somebody's lying when they're looking up into the left. Oh my gosh. Yes. Not true. Well, the the stories I've told myself based on where somebody looks. I literally did that the other day where I was like, somebody looked to the left and I was like, are they lying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. A public yeah. I mean, I didn't jump to that conclusion, but my head. But you went questioned there. it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So looking up to the left and twitching the eyebrow, the left eyebrow are often thought as indicators, but it's not, it's not, it's a non-validated indicator. There's no like evidence. So there's no scientific evidence. Yeah. Is there field evidence? Um, they just say that there's not enough indicators. So it doesn't uh, say if it's scientific or field evidence. Uh, okay. okay. Um, That's and, enough. Okay. And then the same is like lack of eye contact when lying. So people think that like if you're lying, you can't look them in the eye. And it's actually a recent study showed that liars know the trick and they overcompensate by looking at the person more. Ooh, okay. I don't know that I ever thought that one because sometimes I think and I look away and I think about what I'm going to say. When you're lying? Oh, when I'm lying. Yeah. Hmm. I never lie. (laughs) Did I look in your eyes? (laughs) You did? Oh, no. Okay, yeah. So I look at my eyes. You, like, made serious eye contact. You're like, I never lie. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that is, um, so those are are indicators. And then there's two different groups, verbal indicators and nonverbal indicators. Okay. And so verbal indicators um, suggest that lies are different from truths in their, de- in their depend okay so lies are different from truths in their demands upon memory which changes grammar and language mm. Ooh. yeah okay so you say you tell a story differently based if it's a lie or the truth. yeah okay tell me more so lies if you're lying you're going to use fewer words and more omissions of information um, it's less plausible, less structured, less logical. It's probably a little bit more like chaotic all over the place. Yimmer yammer everywhere. Um, These are lot when you're telling a lie. Yeah, this is when you're telling a lie. Mm, okay, because you offer more. Yeah. Up. And then um, that they're typically lies are like you can tell somebody's lying when it's more discrepant and they're being ambivalent. Mm. fun little story about that word ambivalent yeah do you know what it means it means um like doesn't feel strongly either way like it's just kind of like a shrug yeah I didn't know what that meant and I asked my six-year-old niece and I was like what is ambivalent and she's like it's when you have two emotions and you're not sure which one to feel I'm like dang girl oh wow I know we need to get her on here I know <laughs> Tell us less, Emma. Sixth grade vocabulary. <laughs> Six year old. Six year old. Oh, damn. I know. Right? Good for her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So wow, fewer, I was not expecting a quiz. <laughs> fewer words, less plausible, more discrepant, um, repeated details. So they yeah. say the thing over and over again. They lack context. It's just like a situation without any other context behind it. And more descriptions of what did not occur so like if they're asking mm. a question and they they they're not answering the question directly instead they're giving answers of like what didn't happen versus what did happen that i do believe 
I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not... Go ahead. No, I was like... And I also hear that, like, the people that tell the truth tell the same story over and over again. Consistently. Yes. It's not like... It's not like a script, but you're getting the same information. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know about the lack context thing, because I feel like I give too much context, but... Yeah. I mean, they could all be indicators, so maybe it's not everybody's all in one. Right. You just have to know the differences Mm -hmm. um and then it also has there's linguistic and grammatical indicators like there's negation of what they're talking about they're offering extraneous information and they're using different types of adverbs to describe things are there certain adverbs it didn't say okay okay i was like what adverbs to avoid (laughs) (laughs) i think it's probably just like changing the adverb or like adding extra Mm. adverbs yeah which you don't you shouldn't do in writing anyway but it makes sense that you're like trying to fill a void yeah how do they i wonder how they like decipher between those who are like nervous because some of these i would imagine are like nervous like you're offering up too much information versus lying yeah i read a little bit about it and it's they it what they said was like look into context you got to understand the situation kind of set a set a baseline and you don't look at just one indicator you look at multiple things got it okay that makes sense um okay so then there's nonverbal indicators and so this one is emotions and cognition so thoughts communicated through facial expression voice tone gestures body movement and posture so those are nonverbal indicators okay. um, and this happens because thoughts and feelings transpire when people lie and are under stress to hide their true feelings and then it leaks out nonverbally Ooh. yeah which is kind of interesting because I read this in a couple articles. It's like, it's just like, there's so like, there's this energy that leaks out that yeah. it has to come out in some way. It's really crazy to think about it in that way. What are some? So it comes out in facial expressions, okay. variations in blinking, like blinking too much or like changing the, the, the types of blinking, um, pauses, long pregnant mm. pauses um speech rates talking really fast talking really okay. slow how if it changes not necessarily one or the other and then an outward attempt to regulate emotions okay so those are the types that um it didn't get extremely granular into certain ones but i was doing some more research on like okay what are some myths mm. that we we would commonly think come across of how you can tell verbal and nonverbal indicators. Right. Um, so the first one, a liar can't look you in the eye. We talked about that one. Right. Um, when you meet, the myth is, is that people assume that when you meet someone, the more eye contact, the better it is, like the more truthful they are, but actually the opposite because okay. it makes people uncomfortable and we think something else is going on. Like you're flirting or you mm. want something. Okay. Um, a lot of, um, I don't know if it's like leadership coaches, I think it's called, say putting your hands behind your back is a power gesture, but that's false because most people find it untrustworthy and it's like, what the fuck are you doing back there? Why are your hands back there? Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Okay. Um, Let's see. High status people, it's assumption that high status people demonstrate their dominance by touching people. I was taught that actually, but I've had that situation. Like I had a boss where I was talking and she wanted me to stop talking and she put her hand on me during a meeting to like silence me. And I was like, wow. Oh, so 
that's happened to me, but they say that research shows in almost all cases, lower status people initiate touch and women more so often than men. I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then this one's kind of interesting when, well, not interesting, but it's true. Like when people smile, smile, you assume they're happy, but true, that's not always the case. No, like true smiles, like that's when somebody's truly feeling the emotion of happiness. There's also fear smiles. Mm. Like when I get nervous, I just smile and laugh all the time. Yeah. Same. Or cry. Yeah. Or cry. It's one or the other. <laughs> it's going one way or the other. It's, it's never just calm. No. It's one end just... of the spectrum. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then there's the contempt smile. Ooh, I've done that a few times. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's specifically, you can tell when somebody has contempt is when like you're smiling, but one side of your mouth goes up and you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Done that. Yep. Um, and then regardless, the smile is interesting because everybody smiles and they're doing it for different reasons, but it has a powerful effect. So through courtroom judges, Though courtroom judges are equally likely to find smilers and non-smilers guilty, they give smilers lighter penalties, a a phenomenon called smile leniency effect. Really? Yeah. I would think if there was somebody smiling, I would be like, you are not taking this seriously. You get more of a punishment. (laughs) Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. There must be like... What kind of crimes did it specify? It didn't. Uh, it was just a like a quote from one of the articles. Wow. Which will be linked. Um, and then another myth is that when voices rise, people are angry. Um, but oh. this can also be associated with nervousness, fear, excitement, hysteria. So it's that's a false I assumption. I struggle with that. I assume they're angry when they're when voices are. Do you? Yes, I do. That it like scares like raised voices I do not like oh interesting yeah I don't respond well to those yeah I grew up with a lot of like yelling and it was yeah. just like normal oh yeah you're like Meh. yeah I'm like oh god <laughs> <laughs> um okay and then the fact that you like the idea that you can't trust a fast talking salesman or a person um I don't trust any salesman I know when I was a kid my no, we went to the car the salesman we love you keep listening <laughs> Oh, when I was a kid, I went to car shopping with my parents and I was like, oh gosh, those, what did I say? I was like, car salesmen are like leech, leeches. They never leave you alone. I'm like, how, I was like 12. I'm like, why do I know that? Right. (laughs) I've never bought a car before. Right. Which meanwhile, they're just, you came for the car. Right. They're just trying to sell you a car. They're just trying to do their job. Oh my God. But it's true. I had some uh, experiences looking for my car last year. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a really good experience. I never bought a car, but I mean, they follow up with me a lot, but yeah, they were super like informative and just like respectful. The place that I bought from was really informative and respectful or at least from, but yeah, not all car dealerships are created equal. Nope. Is what I'm learning. Yep. All right. Um, so actually speech that is slow and laced with pauses is more, is more, a more reliable indicator of deception. So if somebody's talking slow, and not and not looking you in the eye or looking you in the eye they're lying just kidding um but in essence slower talking is interesting um, i would i feel like there's a caveat here like is this the case in every conversation no i mean obviously if you've got a southern drawl that's just who you are (laughs) 
exactly (laughs) i think that so we'll talk like at the end it's just kind of in general everything that i've read is like understand the context yeah it's better to know the person you have if you have a baseline and you're looking at multiple cues like look at the whole picture not just one indicator yeah um but like pauses like hesitating at the start speech speech errors including ah uh repetitions or partial words are part of that like the talk piece of it the um slow speech um okay so those are myths and now for how do you kind of think about this in terms of helpful in your life yeah um i'm gonna give a huge shout out to the to science of people um a really great website that had some fun like tips on and it broke it down into cool categories like how to read people how to leverage this to get a promotion some really fun stuff to use how to use this information. Um, and I've got two group or th- three things that I'm going to go through. So reading people, like how to read them. Um, there's a couple things to look for, like how to spot shame, which mm. is, I was like, wow. I didn't how know do you spot shame? Lightly touching foreheads because we want to hide our face. Like <gasps> oh. if you're ashamed, you kind of turn in or turn away. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And lightly touch your forehead. Okay. Interestingly. Yeah. Um, then there's this other thing called blocking behavior. Um, and so you are trying to put a barrier between your tor- torso and the other person. So like you're crossing your arms, you're blocking, you grab your computer and you're putting it across your chest, you're blocking. Um, I've noticed I do that sometimes in like very vulnerable conversations. Yeah. You like want to protect yourself. So you're like, I need some layer. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's called blocking. Mm. And so in doing that if you notice somebody all of a sudden grabs their thing you can tell that you've made them uncomfortable and like you can start building a rapport to make them feel more comfortable that's good to know um the head a head tilt shows interest or curiosity so it's like interesting yeah (laughs) precisely um hands this is mallory 100 percent uses their hands to demonstrate the idea incredibly important and then it's really good to use your hands when you talk because it lightens a person's cognitive load so yeah. if you're talking about like, I've got these three things and you show three things, yeah. it helps ease ease them and not make it harder for them to process. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, eyebrows raised means curious and engaged. Yeah. Um, pursed lips is a sign of dissatisfaction. Do you want to know a fun fact? Yeah. In ASL, American Sign Language, when you raise your eyebrows, that can mean you're asking a question. Like uh, that's the equivalent of a question yeah. mark. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm curious. You're like curious. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, cool. Smart. Smart. Those people are so smart. Smart. ASL. Like what? How? I know. How did that get? Yeah. So brilliant. Um, Okay. So that's for reading people. Now, how to tell when someone is lying. This is an interesting one. Um, Touch their nose. So like Pinocchio, his nose grew. And that comes from like actual... I don't know if Pinocchio was written because of this, but um, according to the neurological director, Alan Hirsch, when a person lies, blood flow increases to their erectile tissues in the body, including erectile tissues in the nose. So you have like erectile tissues. Your nose does grow. Yeah. So this is why liars often touch or scratch their nose. Okay. Um, All right, liars, you hear that? You're right. Actually, on Science of People website, they you do a good example, and they show Bill Clinton when he was lying <gasps> during. Was it the, during the, the yeah the Lewinsky stuff? Yes. And he like touches his nose. 
<laughs> I want to know how many behavioral units were like lying. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Liar. Oh um, and touching your neck, indicator of increased sweat due to nervousness or anxiety. But you also sometimes get tingly in your neck when you lie. Um, mismatched hand gestures. Bill Clinton Ooh. did this as well. So when wrongly accused, people will look directly at their accuser if they're pointing and will point in the same direction, not a different one. So like in the clip that they showed on her website is like he's pointing in one direction and he's looking in a different direction. And so it's not aligned to like what he's actually Ooh. saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, pulling and touching the ears. If people normally don't get nervous or flush, but their ears might turn red. Um, that's an indication of lying. Um, now are these all validated? Uh, wow. Yeah. See, I remember. Good job. Thank you. I think Let's these are all, are. I think these are yeah. all validated. Okay. I'm going to trust, um, the website. She seemed pretty, she referred she to the same examples. scientist as some of the other stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So there's one gentleman, um, Dr. Ekman that has done a ton of this research. Nice. Um, and then also to look for micro expressions that's like 15 to 45 seconds expressions across your expressions across your face so when you're sad angry or fearful if you show one of those micro expressions it typically means you're trying to hide the truth and yeah. cover it with one of those emotions okay now this is the last piece but the fun one I think. <laughs> it's how to reject someone nicely using body cues Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I could have used this back in the day. Why? Tell me. <laughs> so first one is turn your torso away from them to disengage. Oh, I hate that. When you turn your torso away? Or when like, sometimes I like sitting at like a bar when you go out to eat, but I also hate when you're trying to engage with the person next to you and you're both facing forward. Yeah. Which, have you seen the clip that's going around? I think it's Jane Fonda and who's like, Women will turn face to face to each other a lot. Men are less likely to do it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want somebody to ask you out or come keep on talking to you, turn your torso away. Yeah. That's which true. makes sense. Yeah. This one was interesting. Clench your fists. Um, because you don't want to show open palms because this invites them closer. So if you clench your fists, it's like, I'm going to fucking punch you. Wow. Not really. I don't, I don't think, think that's what I, that's what I go to. In I my know head. if I was talking to somebody, I mean, it would work. If I was talking to somebody and they were clenching their fists, I would be like, later. Legends over here, just like showing his fist with angry face. You have to turn your torso away from us now though. <laughs> We've been rejected. Um, ditch the eye contact. Okay. So eye contact brings into intimacy while cu while cutting it off <laughs> discourages <laughs> it. Um, which that's a good one too. I make a lot of eye contact because I'm like I want to yeah. make sure that you know I like I know I like want you listening. to know that yes. I'm listening that I see you. Yes. I'm just not interested. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not really good at that. This one I almost died when I read it. So to reject someone, spread your legs. <laughs> excuse me this is confusing <laughs> this is mixed messages what's that movie uh fatal attraction where she's in the courtroom and she just keeps I on spreading her legs it. oh god <laughs> i need to get that clip I, for you yes but i know what you're trying to yeah. it's like highly referenced um but the reason your legs yeah the reason you do that is because you're claiming your territory you're just like this is my space mm. remember when um was it like man spreading 
Oh, yeah. That was big in New York because the subway, they would be like, men stop man spreading because yeah. you're taking up like twice as many seats as like one person because your legs are so spread. But they're probably saying, get away from me. Oh, yeah. I also think like they've got stuff between their legs. I'm always can- baffled by this whole thing. Like, I mean, we don't have stuff. I don't have stuff between my legs. I do not either. So I can't relate <laughs> to like having to sit with like this package in essence, what I'm just trying to say is I can understand the man spreading, I believe. So, yeah. Can't believe you're siding with the man spreaders. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they were rejecting people. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so those are all the fun tidbits I have on FBI behavioral tells. And then also another shout out to Science of People all the awesome tips I would highly suggest everybody go check it out if you want to learn a little bit more um I think I probably will because I think it's interesting understanding it like what I've learned what I think is understanding these will help you appear more confident is what I've read mm. um which because then you, okay. f- you have that informational upper hand right in any situation yeah I probably should I base all my interactions off of feeling, you know, yeah. like I'm like, how do I feel in this moment? What is that? Right. But maybe if I notice the cues. Yeah. It's that would like, give me actual information. Although with a grain of salt, because to your point, context is important. People mm-hmm. are important. So, but it, like, do I want to analyze every person I meet? No. I think part of it, the more you practice it, the more it just becomes natural. Yeah. That could also be, I was reading one article and it's like, do you really want to know when everybody's lying to you? No. Right. No. I'm okay with a white lie. Yeah. Um, and then it helps improve relationships. I and just then don't it need helps. to know it's a white lie. That's <laughs> what I'm not okay with. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a little bit of truth to that. It's like, you got to decide. Yeah. And then you can discover people's true feelings. So like I said, again, look at the whole picture, consider context, verbal, nonverbal cues, if it's actually validated cue or I think, I honestly think, um, the way you feel is a good indicator too. Like, I feel like there's a compare, like it's good to have information, but it's also good to be paired with your natural gut instinct. Yeah. Like when we, when I was in Krav and we were teaching self-defense, it's kind of like, you have this, like the back of your neck will stand up, the back of the hairs on the back of your neck will stand up if you feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah, trust that, like, right. And use other information to supplement it. But I think that you're right. Like what, how you feel is a good gauge yeah. as well. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Use this information wisely. Don't go picking fights. Right. Younger me would do that. <laughs> I'd be like, I learned. <laughs> But don't do that with your loved ones. Oh, that's funny. Well, thank you for joining us as we try to learn more about this world. You can find all our resources linked in the show notes. We are not experts, but we try to learn from them. If you have a topic you'd like to know more about, let us know on Instagram at Tell Me Less Podcast. Until next time. Don't lie to me. <laughs> don't you dare lie to me. <laughs>